What's up everybody, Tony here from Kapowcast, bringing you episode 2's recap of Loki, only on Disney+. And joining me today is only Christy. Mike uh, won't return my calls. Uh, I can't get a hold of him. Don't know what happened. But anyways. Sleeping, it's fine. We're back to the original duo of the Marvel recap shows. So, episode 2. Picked up a little bit. Just not, a tiny bit. Not not as slow as uh, as the first episode, which was I was thankful about. Uh, initial thoughts, what did you think? Uh, I liked this one a little bit better. Like you said, it uh, picked up a little bit, especially in the last, it was like 20 minutes or so. We got quite a bit of action going on. So I like it so far. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's, it's setting up enough that you can kind of start asking questions on how it's going to go, but at the same time, they're still leaving enough up in the air that you still want to keep tuning in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, like you said, I have, I had a lot of questions at the end, you know, because the first part of the, the episode, we feel, I feel, I felt like Loki was changing. And then about midway through, uh, two thirds of the way through, we kind of get this tone of the old Loki, the one we knew from Avengers and dark world and, you know, Thor, uh, playing his miscreant tricks again, and I'm just like, wait, wait a minute, wait, are you? I don't know what you're doing. I, yeah. can't, I can't figure. Out, I can't find your footsteps. Yeah. Um, a lot of cool stuff happened here too. Uh, still, like I said, a lot of unanswered questions. I have a hundred different questions about a hundred different things with the TVA and their and their arsenal of uh, weaponry. I guess I you would call it. Um, but. I don't know who to ask to get those answers. So I know. Yeah, I was really hoping that maybe we'd get a sneak peek of those TVA files and the creation of the TVA. Yeah. But, of course, they're classified. So, yeah. nope, we get nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew he wasn't going to get those when he was like, I need to know everything about the TVA. I go, yeah, come on. Yeah. You're nice. It's one of those things, if I act confident enough, when I walk in the room, they're going to give me whatever I want. <laughs> Which Did not I, work. I tried to pull that a hundred times, and I could tell you, like, out of a hundred... It's worked like once. Yeah, it's very rare. It's only when you get somebody who's only been in a job for a week. <laughs> right. This lady clearly. Oh, no. She's been there. She's been no. there for a minute. She's a she's the VIP of the TVA library. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of a lot of uh, acronyms. Acronyms yep, there. Just really really testing now. How how quick can you think? <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> but before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that bell for notifications so you are notified every time that we release new content on this channel. Podcast listeners, hit follow, hit subscribe, hit whatever button that your uh, platform has in order so so that you are notified every time a new episode comes out. Rolling right into it, let's hear your first fave moment. All right, my first favorite moment is one that I'm calling Apocalypse Salad. (laughs) I knew it. I, I said I, we were watching it. And I said, "There's no way in hell either of these people that are supposed to be on the show are are not going to name this as their moment." Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was just Correct. too good. It's a good time. See, I I love mischievous scamp Loki, um, <laughs> and he keeps popping up, which is a sarcastic. Like, I'm just here to ruin your day, but in the most delightful way that you can't be mad about. Yep. That is what I live for in the series. And this is the scene entirely was just that in a nutshell. Uh, I gl- I'm glad that we had our our, uh, our boy 
make a reappearance when he grabbed, I believe, his coconut water. I can't, I don't yeah. know, I don't so, know what it was. Here's a question I had for you. I've been like seeing things pop up and there is like little Easter eggs apparently. So the juice brand, which I'm forgetting, it's escaping my mind. I'm sure someone can leave it in the comments and let us know what it is. But there's a soda brand that was referenced uh, in a scene I think Hulk was in, in one of the movies. And then this juice brand ties into that universe as well. Oh, I, I mean, I have no idea what that juice brand was, but I, I, I do recall the soda that was in the Incredible Hulk. Yes. It was the factory he worked in, the one that yeah. Stan Lee drinks in his... Uh, yes, yeah, it's his cameo. He's like, wow. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So I Probably think one it, of my favorite cameos of all the MCU, just hearing so him go, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. R.I.P. Stanley. For real. Pour Damn one out it. for pour your boy. Out. Pour, out, pour out your coconut water into your, your homie salad. <laughs> but yeah, no, this whole thing, like, yeah, he finds out that um, this, this uh, other Loki could be hiding within uh the apocalypse time time uh, time spots because they won't ever pick up on the variant power or whatever they they called it um and, and <laughs> I don't know why he just couldn't just explain it directly to Owen Wilson's character <laughs> once again he just wants to show up and ruin your day and so he was like oh you're eating lunch perfect i'm going to use the only thing in this room your salad even though there's a million other things it could have grabbed but yeah, he's like, listen, Mobius, uh, now's the time. I do not want you to enjoy a single thing in this life. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I, la I laughed pretty well through through all that, and I loved Owen Wilson's rebuttal to like his <laughs> actions. Like, no, that, that's not Asgard. That's my lunch. That's yeah. my salad. I want to eat that yeah, salad. Don't burn the no. <laughs> don't burn the palace down. Just. Don't come on. It's the pepper and the salt. <laughs> He's like, I could just push Hulk off the Rainbow Bridge and <laughs> the salts, Hulk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he just no consequences. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he just like me. Me personally, I'm sitting there and I go. At first, I'm like, who puts pepper and salt on their salads? That's weird. And then he's just like continuously putting this ever loving ungodly amount of salt and pepper on this tiny little salad and i'm just sitting there so like a, the foodie in me is like mm, mm -mm, yeah there's mm, no saving that mm, mm, no that. saving that and then he grabs whatever that soda is uh and it, which is empty and i had that like moment of relief i was like oh thank god he's not gonna do it and then he walks over <laughs> to well, my boy and he <laughs> grabs his coconut water and comes back and <laughs> Just like okay, first off, that salad's so small it wouldn't be able to like contain anybody's hunger, no matter the size of you, unless like these TBA agents are you know some sort of alien species that they only have to eat like a small amount maybe. every few hours. I mean, time moves differently in the TVA, so and that's what he said. Maybe hunger is affected by this. There's a lot that ties in. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I also like that this scene kind of makes your brain explode a little bit less when you're thinking about the consequences of time travel. Yeah. Because at least there's one constant in that if there's an apocalypse timeline, you know that there are no consequences because yep. it's going to end anyway. So, I mean, technically, though, like, isn't every timeline an apocalypse? Yeah, timeline? this is where, okay, we're back into brain exploding territory because <laughs> when does that branch start that the timeline stops being affected by mm -hmm. your actions before mm -hmm. like what is the cutoff is it exactly 30 minutes before the apocalypse 
Is it, what is the definition of an apocalypse? Because, I mean, right. it's technically there should only be one, but he goes, there's a whole bunch in right. the timelines. So, so the there's t- a lot of questions. The TVA, right? They had these things that measure out the, the timeline. Yeah. Right? And in episode one and two, we've seen them like an overabundance amount. Like, I'm just kind of just like, stop, stop with these shots of this freaking tool already. Um, and it all makes sense now in this episode, like leading up to the end. I'm just going to throw that down right now because I'm, I'm sure one of us is going to bring up the the topic in which I'm talking about. But your number two moment. What was your number two moment? Number two. What did I call it? Oh, uh, Lady Loki, question mark. Um, <laughs> this is, of course, towards the end of the episode where it kind of just jam packs a bunch of crap together. Mm-hmm. But the reveal of what you had um hypothesized last week mm-hmm. of seeing Lady Loki and this very well could be, but then I was like, she's blonde though? <laughs> a lot of people are making a big deal out of this in the forms. Yeah. Also, why as as she appeared as Randy, why was she so against being called Loki? Are you dropping hints that you're not Lady Loki? I I okay, so there was another ordeal that I seen and I kinda I don't know, I kind of just uh passed it off like Okay, maybe she's like risen above the Loki status or whatever, and you know her ego is taking over. But a lot of people are um, theorizing that this isn't Loki; it's actually the Enchantress. Yeah. Um, which would make sense as to the blonde hair, uh, if you're looking at the comic version and translating into the MCU. Personally, I really just kind of hope that it's just Loki, but I have a feeling with uh, the powers that we've seen the possession and all that stuff that it is enchantress which is weird because like everybody everybody thought hella or not everybody a lot of people thought hella in ragnarok was enchantress yeah and then we were like nope that's hella so it's just kind of going again like nope no that's not loki it's enchantress which okay like i wouldn't i guess i wouldn't be upset but i'd be also kind of bummed out because i'd like to see the female version of loki like come about and i feel like that's a good kind of like handoff from hiddleston mm-hmm. to a new and keeping that character uh a legendary character they're like you know we've seen cap that's happened with cap uh iron man kind of like giving parker the throne and kind of handing down down that that deal um I would have liked to see the opposite end where Loki kind of hands down, you know, the role to another person, you know, to fulfill that, uh, fill those shoes so that Hiddleston isn't tied up with Marvel movies. He can do whatever he wants until he realizes that he'll never make as much money as he does in the MCU. (laughs) I mean, you know. He's a smart guy. Maybe he'll stick around for a minute. He is. And he, he, he said that he's enjoyed playing Loki, but like... Chris Evans a few years back said, yeah, I'll keep asking and, you know, I'll keep playing if they keep asking. And then all of a sudden he's like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. So the same thing with RDJ. Like, nah, you know what? I'm done. And it's just like, okay, like, I don't blame you. 10 years under your belt. Same movie. Pretty much like the only thing you've done for the last 10 years and not being able to do like anything else. Like he finished Endgame and Chris Evans was just like knives out. All right, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll I was gonna say it. yeah, he had too many Ryan Johnson scripts to jump on, so <laughs> he did. Uh, but yeah, we got we got the reveal really early. 
Yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, this can't be Lady Loki. I feel like this is a build up to the end of the season to keep it going. But no, it episode two, they pulled it right out. And then the other thing is there is a credit because, of course, after every episode, I check IMDb because I am a glutton for punishment. And I just really want to know what's going to happen, maybe, and try to figure things out. Mm -hmm. But there is a girl credited as young Sylvie. Mm-hmm. So after looking up Enchantress, of course, after seeing all the stuff on Twitter and everything like that, um, there's a couple of iterations of Enchantress, one of which is named Sylvie. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, or maybe this is a flashback of some, who knows? Once again, fan theories. Yep. We fan truly theories. have no idea what's going to happen, but I'd like to ask some questions. I'd also, like to ask questions. Uh, just a side thought here. Um, intro music hit this week, and I was like, dude, this music is like totally reminiscent of uh stranger things yeah and i'm just like this is so weird and like watching this episode like gives me off like you know i made that that snide remark about um blue bloods last week but like this literally the way this is kind of like feeling it feels like like a uh csi crime scene investigators yeah, kind of he, show. he got the official jacket this he time around which pop that I- collar want a variant jacket i would rock the crap out of that all day every day um which non-spawn but the lost bros uh apparently are going to try to make some so keep your eyes out on it because i I will spend so much money on that (laughs) like an actual jacket that (laughs) says variant uh, they're gonna do i think they're trying to do bomber jackets so check it out the lost bros they do disney and pop culture merchandise we'll put i'll 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 get the link and put it down in the description below there we go yeah the reveal came really really early like yeah this is episode two of six so technically we only have like four more um but still like four more if they stay at the hour mark because each one of these has been about 50 or so minutes yeah um that's a lot of stuff to like kind of like play out um and you know is there more yeah you know is this enchantress or is it loki is there uh, more to the TVA than we know. Who who the hell actually knows? I don't know. Um, so moving on to moment, your moment three. What was that? All right, moment three I'm referring to as the time bomb. <clears throat> and this, of course, is when Lady Loki sets up all the charges and literally bombs the sacred timeline. Um, and in this, multiple in spots. Multiple spots. Uh, Insane. And this, yeah, truly because it's just... Um, just a fantastic moment there's so much action in it you truly don't know what's going to happen it just kind of goes black for a minute and then all of a sudden the tva is in pure chaos Mm -hmm. and then for another little thing because i watched it first on the tv i wear glasses i cannot read from a distance even with the glasses on because why would i get the correct prescription (laughs) and so i watched it on my laptop a little bit later because i always miss stuff and so i watched it on my laptop and i had to pause it but they actually have destinations of where those branches are. Oh my goodness. On the computer screen when what's her face? Um, the analyst's boss. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, we always we're terrible with names. Terrible with names. Um, so on the computer screen, you can actually see the locations of where these branches end up. And so what made me pause it is I saw Ego and Titan, and I was like, hold up. Are we talking like the ego? The ego? And the, the planet? Titan? ego and so i looked at the rest of them and there's like tokyo japan new york um city u.s oh my god these are all pivotal points exactly and so i was like oh my god wait what whoa 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 (laughs) and so i've got a few more written down here so i'm gonna get my cheat sheet it's cheat sheet because this this is intriguing i didn't know this yeah so um i don't i forgot to write down the time time stamp so that you can like actually go 
freeze the frame and put uh-huh. it up there. Maybe we'll find it and put it up on screen for you. Um, but there is Titan, Ego, Rome, Italy, New York, New York, Tokyo, Japan, and a few others, um, which you can, of, of course, go look up yourself uh, if you're interested in looking at the details there. But Rome? Rome was one Italy, of them. Italy. Tokyo? New York. New York? Uh, there was one place in Finland. Okay, so like when you say Rome and Italy, the first thing that comes to my mind is Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. that Because he's going all over that. Exactly. So, so that was my my first thought. Um, Ego and Titan, of course, in the Guardians, and then um, New York, which there's like well, sixteen million. Titan different. Titan was Thanos's home planet. Yes, yeah. So you you that's a that's a huge one. Yeah. Like what happened there? It's very interesting, very crazy. Um, I uh, I don't know if I'll actually go back and look at it, but I'll go look and see if anybody else is talking yeah, about like, it. Look for screen caps online because I'm sure it's already up there. <laughs> <laughs> but this is exactly what I was talking about when I brought up the TVA um, little device that shows in the timeline. Is I think it really helped kind of cement in the crisis that's becoming what it is. Is you, you're constantly seeing this timeline and how like this is the normal, this is the normal, this is the normal, this is how it has to stay. And then all of a sudden, this part happens where she opens up all the portals, drops all these time bombs into uh, the timeline, and you see all these branches start to diverge. And, like, it's not just, like, you know, Avengers Endgame. Like, there's six branches. There's, like, dozens, dozens of branches. Like, this is, this is if they can't clean this up, this is going to screw up so much stuff. Like, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's just insane. Um, so, that, like... Up to that point, yeah, I was getting real sick of seeing that little timeline thing. And then at that moment, I go, that's why they kept showing it to us. Like, that's exactly why. is to, like, fully cement into the viewer's head, this is what it has to be. And now you understand how bad this scenario is. Exactly. Because I think if, like, you didn't see it as often, you'd just be like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, but, like, like hmm. when it happened, I go, like, I, I personally, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, this like, is huge. This is bad. This is really bad. Yeah, it's like they're one rule, and this breaks all of those rules on how you have to like <laughs> minimize the jump points when you're going into a time and making sure that you're going into the correct timeline. And I think that's why they spent so much time with um, Loki's training with Miss Minutes this week, too. Yeah. You went into detail. They reiterated it again when they went to the Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which, they, oh, which, by the way, super excited that I can like get a variant jacket or like a TVA outfit and go to the Renaissance festival. Like it's, it's always been like one of those things where like, I want to dress up like a Star Trek guy and and walk around the Renaissance festival because like, it's just, it it would, it makes sense within the time. Like it's one thing you could take from a fan culture and and do within the Renaissance festival that makes complete sense. If you've ever, if you've never been to a Renaissance festival, I highly suggest going once so you know what the hell I'm talking about currently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have to dress up. You just show up. Yeah, you just go. But it, they're interesting. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Obviously, you're stuck in the decade and everybody around you, all the workers are acting within the decade. Really cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. I uh, highly suggest at least going once to check it out. Um, but yeah, no, like I would just love to like show up in like a, a variant jacket and like just walk around, maybe get like a little prop deal of like the, the timeline device, like, and just like walk around. Just really <laughs> mess with some people. Time reset bomb and set it in the middle. 
Yeah. We're a Kapowcast. We're just turning run fairs into Comic Cons now. Yep. Yeah. We're taking over, baby. Yeah. We've been uh, deprived of them for a year and a half at this point. So we got to bring them to everything we possibly can. Exactly. Everything will become a Comic Con. Um, but yeah, no, this was uh that was a big, big moment. I think that kind of really, that made, that made it. And then to follow it up with, um, her exiting out a portal and kind of shooting Loki this look like, are you going to follow? Yeah. Because like, it feels like she wants to work with him, but not entirely. Like she's, I, I feel like her attitude's more like, eh, if I work with you, it could be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It has to be on her terms. I think is, is yeah. the way she's approaching it. Exactly. Which, respect because Loki does the same dang thing. Oh, so hundred percent. All right. So she walks through, Makes her get away. Owen Wilson and the the TVA goons are like running towards this opening. Basically, I'm I'm guessing their hunches that Loki's behind all this. That Loki did it, and like that Loki, Tom Hiddleston Loki, and um, Tom Hiddleston Loki decides to dart it through the portal. Now, my question, my little fan theory, get your brain itching. Did he run after? the female Loki slash Enchantress to stop her or to join her. That's yeah. Like, is he going? Cause he's, he's talked about becoming this double agent and yeah. working for himself. Right. Sort of thing. So is he going in the best interest of the TVA so he can be like a tracking point? Right. Or is he going so he can keep tabs on her, but also still play his game with the TVA mm-hmm. to get his chance to not be pruned. Yeah. Honorable mention for me is the part where they're combing through all the files and the back and forth with Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston, like think back to, you know, 2012 or yeah, 2012 was the first Avengers. So that was like the first time other than Thor that we really got to kind of interact with Loki and see Loki, see Tom Hiddleston bring, you know, bring his a game to this character. Did you get out of the movie theater and ever think in at least the five years span afterwards, you know who Tom Hiddleston would have a really good online chemistry with? Owen Wilson. Never. Never, never. in my lifetime. Never. Never even remotely. I didn't even think about Owen Wilson for anything with the MCU. No. And I really don't know if they like take two actors and like lock them in a room for two weeks and like make them become kind of brotherly but this online chemistry is just equally as good as something as like um um sebastian and anthony yeah sebastian and anthony like it's it's just ridiculous i don't know what they do over there at marvel like they just work magic i've never seen online chemistry like all these actors have and i just don't get it like i'm sorry like if you're a clint eastwood fan you don't see this kind of shit on a clint eastwood uh, uh, back lot like everything I feel in a Clint Eastwood movie is like that of a, a, a union meeting just dry and to the point it's not fun and it was like you know it's just an honor to work with Clint I just it's just an honor to work with Clint you go to an MCU set and everybody's pulling pranks on each other it's like a, it's like a college dormitory um, and personally myself I would choose the college dormitory over to the boomer session over on uh on Clint's lot. Uh, but that's just me. I like to enjoy life and have fun. So, you know, <laughs> but, um, the, the, the interaction, the back and forth between Owen and, and Hiddleston is just like, 
mind-boggling. I just don't I don't understand how this is like even remotely possible for two people that to my recollection have never worked together. Yeah, it's interesting and I, I want to know who came up with this. Uh who, whoever's in charge of casting, it's in the credits. I forget your name, sorry, but <laughs> they did a stellar job with this and I don't know who was like, "You know who should we should get?" Owen Wilson. I don't know, but congrats on that. And then I don't know if anyone's seen it. Once again, I live on Twitter. The Loki official page posted a little like teaser for this week's episode where episode three, two or episode three, episode two. Okay. And so it's the three characters. Um, it's, oh, well, the three actors, Owen Wilson, um, B 15, I'm forgetting her name. And then the person who plays, uh, lady Loki, I believe. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe it's somebody else, but they're reading this script and basically it's, like just giving all these compliments to Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> and so um, they're going through when they're like, oh, this like debonair, like uh, enchanting, uh, handsome guy. <laughs> and they all stop and they're like, wait, this can't be, this can't be what we're supposed to be reading, right? And then it cuts over to Tom Hiddleston who's sitting there like writing the script out. And so it's just such fun to watch them all together. It's just a perfect example of what you're talking about. Um so I don't know if it was the same with episode one or not, but Hiddleston has producing credits on episode two. Yep. Um, so uh, very interesting to see that. I, I think it's uh, incredibly interesting to see the actors kind of taking that those upper roles. You know, producer, director. I always I always love it when when uh, like I'm going to use Arrow as an example. Stephen Emile's directed episodes of of Arrow. Um, Katie Casty directed episodes of arrow everybody on the show pretty much directed one episode or another yeah. same thing with like the flash um and i love 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 i think that's what really makes like tv shows nowadays great is when the people in front of the camera start playing the roles in the back of the camera because like then you have like a double perspective right so you have the the mindset of the character that you play every week in and out and then you have the person that can project their view onto what's being shot. Yeah. So you, it's almost like a, I would say like almost like um, when you're older and you're teaching somebody else to drive, you kind of have all these other perspectives. It's not just, you know, 10 and two gas and brake and, you know, drive. Like it's like, okay, 10 and two gas and brake, but you know, make sure you look here, there, there and that. And uh, also uh, since we're driving my car, the left tie rod is a little bit shaky. Don't worry about it. That's there. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Um, and so, like, I, I, I always get excited when, when, when this kind of shit happens where I, I'm watching the show and it's, you know, see Tom Hiddleston, producer, and I'm like, oh, oh, awesome. I'm hoping to see more of that because I know Anthony Mackie also had a huge part in writing for Falcon and Winter Soldier and I think directing. Yeah. Or at least, like, co-directing. So, okay, let's go into, uh, let's find out who was your episode MVP. All right. So I've got, I think, one solid one and then one runner up. So my number one is um, Giddy Loki in Pompeii. Just <laughs> absolutely losing it. Where he lets the ghosts loose. He lets the goats loose. Says, go, my horned friends, go. Yeah. Uh, and very just, very good uh, uh, language swap there by Hiddleston too. Yes, yeah, the old Italian there was yeah. very nice, very clean. I'm not surprised, but like, no, he's got a you know, theater background, so 
he's done like Hamlet and all that other stuff, so he's very articulate. Yeah. Or is it Latin? Is it Latin or is it Italian? Mm, I don't I know. I don't know. It's in a Latin-based language, so perhaps we're back to the roots. Anyway, <laughs> that's my number one. Just very funny. And I love, once again, just seeing that side of Loki where it's like he takes this very serious thing and approaches it and then all of a sudden just is like, mm-hmm. you know what? Screw it. We're going all out. <laughs> all out, man. And he's just, yeah. Oh, it's Fuck just it. such a fun scene. It's I'm, so I'm going to send it. That's yeah, what he said. Exactly. I'm, I'm just going to send it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my runner up uh, is the, you know, some of us just need this lady from the Ren Fair. When she's like, you guys are dressed incorrectly. You know, some, some of us just need this. Okay. It's my pandemic mood right there. It's uh, that's the one line that when I wear my uh, TVA and or variant um, outfit to the Renaissance Fest- Festival, somebody notices and says that's that. exactly says, right. Says that line to me and I'll just, I'll give them a hug or something, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, you know, give them a uh Dum dum pop. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of incentive for being all amazing. Yeah. Strangers passing out candy at the run fair doesn't sound like a good idea, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that. I'm kind of naive when it comes to that stuff. I'm yeah. like, wait, you're telling me people put shit in these in in the candy? <laughs> you're the kid. I was like, no one's putting razor blades in this candy. But nobody was putting razor blades in the candy. That was a complete urban myth. <laughs> complete urban myth. Snopes.com. <laughs> bunch of boomers believe that shit and then all of a sudden i can't have half my candy because it came open in the fucking pillowcase here we go Here's, sorry everyone for this side tangent i really got him going therapy <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways my mvp uh is gonna have to be it's, it's kind of a toss-up right my my mvp originally right out the get uh, of the gate of this episode was miss minutes just because she got a little bit sassy back with uh, um, Loki. Uh, also, uh, another episode with Tara Strong. Yep. I'm really happy that Tara Strong at least made another appearance. I was glad it wasn't a, like just a one-and-done kind of thing, and I kind of hope that she's more of a reoccurring character, kind of like the Frank to the MIB, yeah. you know, the dog. Or, uh, you know, um, but the second, uh, second runner-up, very close runner-up, and uh, is that the, the head... TVA, like Sergeant. Oh yes, the remember. person we keep forgetting her name. Yeah. Um, I, it starts with an R. I know that much. Okay. It, well, anyways, her, because like it was insane to see this actress had this one complete demeanor, and then when Loki slash Enchantress possesses her, her demeanor, the tone of her voice, everything completely changed. Like it was oh, a totally. Wait. You're talking B-15. Uh, Headhunter B-15 is yeah. that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. The one that always like gives shit to Loki. Yes. Okay. To, yeah. Yeah. Her. Um, to see that, that flip of the switch and have a, like a totally different dynamic from what her original character is um, was really cool. Like yeah. I, I gave her a big round of applause because I mean, not every actor can just flip that switch and have two different variations of uh of themselves so bravo good job yeah good job (laughs) it's a good one there also going back to her just for a second i just want to i want to know what happens when they're being enchanted because when she woke up from her little nap she looked very bewildered and i want to know what happened even the the other one seemed kind of like ptsd'd yeah she was just sitting there just saying it's real Mm -hmm. what was real what's going on i don't know exciting stuff Really, really, really kind of gearing up fast with this. Um, 
really kind of punching that clock that you guys were talking about yes, last week with uh, uh, anything's up in the air. Anything yeah. can happen with it. When you introduce magic, when you introduce time travel, all bets are off. It's not a solid state timeline, you know, a paint by numbers kind of thing like, you know, uh, Mike said about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, you have no idea where this is going. Truly. It could, it could go in eight different routes, and it's so hard to guess what's going to happen next. And that is probably one of the most exciting parts about this show. Um, so, can't wait. It's going to be good. Can't wait for episode three and hopefully more missed minutes. Yeah. Keep her coming back. And if you haven't already, go follow her on Twitter because, yeah, it's very fun. Just looking at what she says. Because <laughs> she'll, she'll live tweet as the episodes come out. Oh. And, uh, well, okay. So, I, I can never watch it on Wednesday. No, I, I work. I work on Wednesday. It's in, incredibly impossible to watch, uh, so it's usually Thursday. I get to watch it Thursday morning. First thing as I wake up. Uh, usually don't hit a, a lot of spoilers, but spoilers come out really fast with these things. They and do. Uh, I, for one, hate the new release date. <laughs> I'd rather have the releases happen on Fridays, but yeah, can't have everything you want. Keep that in mind next time you can't get your uh, your action figures. Yeah, don't pout. <laughs> don't pout. Don't cry. Uh, but that will do it for this uh, this episode two recap called Variant, by the way. Yes. I don't think I said that at the beginning. The episode no. is called Variant. Um, exciting stuff. I'm excited to see what happens next. All can't right. Wait. Let's catch it. Let's catch it. Um, as always, if you are not, you should be following us on social media. Uh if you, if you have TikTok, we have a TikTok. Nothing huge happening over there. Just letting you know that, you know, things are happening on TikTok for a podcast. Um, and if you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button, bell for notifications, all that other jazz. And until next week, from Tony and Christy, we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.